How did you happen to get in here? I ran here. You scared the daylights out of me last night. Seems like the truth shouldn't scare anybody, man or boy. Hey everybody and welcome to When It Was Cool Dark. I'm your host Carl Stern. This podcast is produced and distributed by WhenItWasCool.com. Hope you will support our website as we near the conclusion of this, the 100 Darkest Moments in Pop Culture History. We're going to be doing a makeover on this show. We're going to be taking a week off and when we come back we're going to a bi-weekly schedule uh, where we're going to investigate mysteries. And there'll be more about that to come. In fact, I want it to be a little vague. I want it to be a little mysterious because it's going to be oh so very good. These uh, shows will be much more uh, highly produced. There'll be much, uh, a lot of research goes into it. That's why we're uh, going to the biweekly schedule because it's going to require a lot more production time. But I'm very excited about it. And some of the stuff I have planned is going to really really fire your imagination you're I, I want it to be a show where in the in that two-week period between shows you just sit around and you just think about what we talked about and it's going to be on your mind and you're going to want to read books and documentaries and things your own self to try to come to some conclusions but we'll talk about that uh, when we get there right now we're in this series getting close to the end 100 of the darkest moments in pop culture history and i know we've covered a lot of tragedies a lot of deaths a lot of very bad things that have happened that have uh, had huge negative impacts on popular culture but we've also covered a lot of scandals as well and today we're going to cover a scandal of an actor who and, and I kind of hate this because I like uh, several things he's done Mel Gibson but I think Mel Gibson got off a little lot on his anti-semitic stuff so let's talk about it cuz there's just no place for that um it's just it, to me it's not even an it's not even a re- reconcilable thing i mean it's just something that is is inexcusable uh, we've I, I just i can't even fathom and, and there's been seemingly an uprise in this here in the last several months for some reason we're seeing more and more uh stories about uh celebrities who are just going on these anti-semitic rants and whatever well mel gibson certainly has uh his notoriety from that too so let's talk about old mel here i've become a fan of mel gibson back with the uh the Mad Max series, Mad Max, The Road Warrior, Beyond Thunderdome. I mean, that was right up my alley when it when it came out. I was a fan of those type of movies. And, of course, he's done a lot of other stuff uh, since then. Big, big movie star, uh, Lethal Weapon series, of course. But, gosh, he, look, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, you know, my opinion, my opinion only, he seems like a nut job. I mean, he seems like he is just, I don't know. He like he maybe even needs some mental health counseling because he just gets really really crazy sometimes and I don't know I don't know if he's been ever been diagnosed with something other than you know 
I don't know if you can diagnose somebody with racism and, and anti-Semiticism or whatever, but Mel just seems like there may be a behavioral issue involved with Mel Gibson. He's, he's a little bit, I don't know, maybe maybe he needs some professional help. I'm not sure. But Mel Gibson was born 1956. Yes, at the time we're recording this, he's uh, 67 years old. He's a senior citizen now, Mel. It's time to grow up. He's best known for his action hero roles, particularly his breakout role as Max in the first three of the post-apocalyptic action series Mad Max. He's also very well known as Martin Riggs of the buddy cop action movie series Lethal Weapon. He was born in New York. And uh, he moved with his parents. A lot of people think he's Australian, and I guess he is Australian in a way. He was actually born in New York, but he moved with his parents to Sydney, Australia, when he was 12 years old. Uh, He studied acting at the National Institute of Dramatic Art, where he starred opposite Judy Davis in a production of Romeo and Juliet. During the 1980s, he founded Icon Entertainment, a production company, which independent film director Adam Egoy has called an alternative to the studio system. Director Peter Ware cast him as one of the leads in the World War I drama Gallipoli in 1981, which earned Gibson a Best Actor Award from the Australian Film Institute, as well as a reputation as a serious, versatile actor. In 1995... Uh, Gibson produced, directed, and starred in Braveheart, a historical epic for which he won a Golden Globe for Best Director, the Academy Award for Best Director, and the Academy Award for Best Picture. He later directed and produced The Passion of the Christ, a biblical drama that was both financially successful and highly controversial. He received further critical notice for his directorial work of the action-adventure film Apocalyptico, in uh, 2006, a very good movie, actually, by the way, which is set in Mesoamerica during the 16th century. After several legal issues and controversial statements leaked to the public, Gibson's public image plummeted significantly. Remember, we talked about this on the uh, Whitney Houston story. However, you know, we, we he's, he's got all these accolades, he's got all these awards, he's done all these great things. However, and however is what lands you on the list of 100 of the darkest moments in pop culture history. However, several legal issues and controversial statements leaked to the public. Gibson's public image plummeted significantly, affecting his career both in acting and in directing. His career began seeing a resurgence with his performance in Edge of Darkness in 2010 and Jodie Foster's The Beaver in 2011. His directorial comeback after an absence of 10 years, Hacksaw Ridge in 2016, won two Academy Awards and was nominated for another four, including Best Picture, Best Director for Gibson, which was his second nomination in the category. You know, and here's one thing we've learned, I hope we've learned over the course of this series, what even is the point of this series, it's not to bring you down and make you sad, it's to learn something, right? And boy, when when it was cool, dark, when we change to our uh, our next format, it's all going to be all about learning something. We're going to be taking something away. It's going to be the podcast that goes with you. If there's anything we've learned during this series is that sometimes people who do really, really good work, not necessarily the best human beings. Um, and, you know, I 
have many of you have followed me over here from the Wrestling Observer dot com website, figure4online.com, where I do probably the thing I am most uh, well known for, which is pro wrestling history research. And goodness, if there's anything we've ever learned about pro wrestling history, is that people can be really, really good at a profession and be really, really terrible human beings. And that's no different in music. That's no different in sports. That's no different in acting, directing. Goodness, these how many directors and actors have we talked about in this series that had the great big however. Yeah, that's how you end up here. Mel Gibson has said he started drinking at the age of 13. In a 2002 interview about his time at the NIDA, Gibson said, quote, I had really good highs but some very low lows. I found out recently I'm manic depressive. So there is his apparent uh, uh, mental diagnosis, and that's not surprising at all with some of the ways he's acted, that he has some sort of mental health issue underlying some of the ways he acts. That's not to excuse that is just to uh, hopefully get him some help. I mean, that's the thing, right? Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about mental health issues here at When It Was Cool. My wife has battled her uh, own mental health issues, and we've talked a lot about treatments, and we've talked a lot about medicine and psychiatry and our own experience with it and stuff. Uh, mental health issues don't necessarily make you an anti-Semite, though. I mean, you, you can regulate your behavior but it starts with admitting you first have a problem and at least he's i guess uh headed that direction maybe who knows gibson was banned from driving in ontario canada for three months in 1984 after rear-ending a car in toronto while under the influence of alcohol yeah he has a history of duis as well he retreated to his australian farm for over a year to recover but he continued to struggle with drinking Despite this problem, Gibson gained a reputation in Hollywood for professionalism and punctuality such that frequent collaborator Richard Donner was shocked when Gibson confided that he was drinking five pints of beer for breakfast. That's, that's pretty substantial. Reflecting in 2003 and 2004, Gibson said that despair in his mid-30s led him to contemplate suicide, and he meditated on Christ's passion to heal his wounds. He took more time off acting in 1991 and sought professional help. Uh, that year, Gibson's attorneys were unsuccessful at blocking the Sunday Mirror from publishing what Gibson shared at AA meetings. Well, that's that's pretty that's pretty low Sunday Mirror. In uh, 1992, Gibson provided financial support to Hollywood's Recovery Center, saying alcoholism is something that runs in my family. It's something that's close to me. People do come back from it, and it's a miracle. On August 17, 2006, Gibson pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor drunken driving charge and was sentenced to three years probation. He was ordered to attend self-help meetings five times a week for four and a half months and three times a week for the remainder of the first year of his probation. He was also ordered to attend a first offenders program and fined $1,300 and his license was restricted for 90 days. GLAD, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, accused Gibson of homophobia after a December 1991 interview in the Spanish newspaper El Pais, in which he made derogatory comments about homosexuals. 
Gibson later defended his comments and rejected calls to apologize even as he faced fresh accusations of homophobia in the wake of his film Braveheart. However, Gibson joined GLAAD in hosting 10 lesbian and gay filmmakers for an on-location seminar on the set of the movie Conspiracy Theory in January 1997. In 1999, when asked about those comments, Gibson said, quote, I shouldn't have said it, but I was tickling a little bit of vodka during that interview, and the quote came back to bite me in the ass. Yeah, well, you know, he's, he's got an admitted alcohol problem, but that doesn't need to just become the, the go-to excuse every time you say something horrible. Now, how did we get here? Well, welcome to the 100 Darkest Moments in Pop Culture History, Mel Gibson. On July 28, 2006, Mel Gibson was arrested by Sheriff Deputy James Mee of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department for driving under the influence. Yes, this is, what, the third one we know of, spread across a couple countries. He was speeding in his vehicle with an open container of alcohol. According to a 2011 article in Vanity Fair, Gibson first told the arresting officer, quote, My life is over. I'm explicitive. Robin, I guess that would be his wife at the time, is going to leave me. According to the arrest report, Gibson exploded into an angry tirade when the arresting officer would not allow him to drive home. Well, imagine that. In what Vanity Fair was later told was an attempt to commit suicide by cop, Gibson said to the arresting officer, quote, Explicitive Jews. The Jews are responsible for all the wars in the world. Are you a Jew? What a random rant to go on. After the arrest report was leaked on TMZ.com, Gibson issued two apologies to his publicist. And in a televised interview with Diane Sawyer, he affirmed the accuracy of the quotations. He further apologized for his despicable behavior, saying that comments were blurted out of a moment of insanity. Well, you know, mental, mental illness combined with alcohol, combined with irrational hatred of a race, can, can uh, lead to some problems, for sure. Need to start working on, on a few of those, I, I guess. Um, he apologized for this despicable behavior. He asked to meet with Jewish leaders to help him, quote, discern the appropriate path for healing. After Gibson's arrest, his publicist said he had entered a recovery program to battle alcoholism. In July of 2010, Gibson had been recorded during a phone call with Oksana uh, Griovova, suggesting that if she got, quote, raped by a pack of very bad racial slur for African Americans, she would be to blame. Wow, Mel Gibson. Uh, Giarivia, I believe that's going to be the, that's the pronunciation we're going with anyway, Giarivia, uh, said the voices on the multiple recordings leaked were of herself and Gibson, according to CNN. He was barred from coming near her or their daughter due to a domestic violence-related restraining order. Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department launched a domestic violence investigation against Gibson, later dropped when he pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor battery charge. Mel Gibson's controversial statements resulted in him being blacklisted in Hollywood for almost a decade. Both Robert Downey Jr. and journalist Allison Hope Weiner 
advocated for forgiveness for Gibson in 2014. In 2016, Gibson, Gibson's film Hacksaw Ridge, which received six Academy Award nominations, resulted in what was perceived as a, quote, thaw in his reputation, and both actors and agencies immediately became eager to work with Gibson again. Again, you know, should that be criticized? Yeah, uh, I don't know, maybe. Seems, seems like he got off a little light on this. Cosmopolitan.com, when uh, talking about the biggest celebrity scandals of the Nick of the past 20 years, mentioned Mel Gibson's anti-Semitic rant as one of them, saying, The original Mad Max blew up his career when he was pulled over and told he would be detained for drunk driving. Gibson responded with an anti-Semitic rant, asking the officer, Are you a Jew? and telling her that Jews are responsible for all the wars in the world. He also called her a... Uh, uh, a feminist slur. Well, Mel's got a mouth on him, uh, for sure. Uh, for a solid decade, Gibson was persona non grata, but a directing Oscar nomination uh, for Hacksaw Ridge seems to indicate he's back in Hollywood's good graces. So I guess, you know, get successful again, and hey, we'll forget all this. We're going to take our mid-show break right here, and when we come back, We'll look more into this. And uh, does Mel Gibson have a <laughs> have a history? It seems like we're, we're establishing one, right, of saying really, really nasty, dumb things that are slur-filled, hate-filled. Alcohol certainly seems to be fueling his issues, perhaps mental health issues as well. But goodness gracious, a lot of people get drunk and don't, you know, hate Jews and call african-americans racial slurs and things like that what is going on with mel gibson is this a forgivable sin is this should cancel culture come come get mail or is there a path to forgiveness what's what's the right where, where do we put mel gibson in this just because he get forgiveness just because he's successful and done a good job or is there a path forward has he shown any improvement has he shown sincere? One thing I'll say about it, so far it seems like every time Mel says something terrible, he does at least apologize for it for the most part. But we'll look deeper into that and see if uh, see if we can reconcile any of this. On the 100 Darkest Moments in Pop Culture History, Mel Gibson. Mel's got some things to say, and they're not always good. Do not be alarmed. 370 Dark. 371 darker all suppressed truths become poisonous 371 thus doth the greatest evil pertain to the greatest good let us speak thereof wisest ones even though it be bad to be silent is worse all suppressed truths become poisonous thus spake zarathustra friedrich nietzsche all suppressed truths become poisonous. 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 370 dark. Begin 371. 
Again, let me implore you, if you've ever considered becoming a Patreon supporter to WhenItWasCool.com, I hope you will choose now is the time to do that as we revamp coming up very soon. When It Was Cool Dark, we're going to do some uh, some stuff our listeners for a long time now have been asking that we return to topics of science, of the paranormal, of mysteries, of the unknown, and that's where we're going, and we're going to do it in a very big way. Uh, production has uh, will be uh, much more significantly better. Uh, research will be uh, very uh, laborious into this. We're going to uh, dig into a lot of stuff. But to justify doing this, we need your support. We need a fresh batch of Patreons to come in. We've been supported by a, a lot of really great Patreons for a while now. We need some uh, fresh voices in, some new people to come along and, and have your input as well. We have a very active Patreon community. If you're looking for a very positive place, uh, hey, there's no trolls over here. Everybody on our Patreon's there because they want to be. So we have some really great, very intellectual discussions about pop culture, retro pop culture, uh, mysteries, history, and so much more. Hope you'll give us a shot over at whenitwascool.com. Check out our website. Even if you're not going to become a Patreon, why not just stop by and look around? we got lots of free shows, lots of free stuff for you to listen to. I believe once you get your foot in the door at whenitwascool.com, you'll want to come on in. And uh, we certainly welcome you. Theatlantic.com uh, has an article about Mel Gibson's anti-Semitism. Every day as Dawn's rosy fingers reach through my window, I rise and check in with Twitter to see what fresh hell awaits. Generally, about 6.30, I've been made furious by the outrage du jour. But recently, I experienced more of a sense of bemusement than ire as I took in Deadline's headline, quote, Mel Gibson in talks to direct Lethal Weapon 5. Mel Gibson, and again, this is the the Atlantic, from theatlantic.com, this is written by Joshua Molina. And uh, he says, Gibson is a well-known Jew hater. Anti-Semite is too mild. His prejudices are well documented. So my question is, what does a guy have to do these days to get put on Hollywood's no-fly list? I'm a character actor. I tend to take the jobs that come my way. But, and this hurts to write, you couldn't pay me enough work with Mel Gibson. Now, I love the Lethal Weapon movies, at least the first few, and Danny Glover's a gem. But Gibson, he's a talented man. Many horrible people uh, produce wonderful art. But put me down as an ardent fan of uh, Roland Dahl, Pablo Picasso, and Edith Wharton. Can't get enough of what they're selling. But these three had the good taste to die. That makes it a lot easier to enjoy their output. Gibson lives and Tinseltown need not employ him further. If Gibson is welcome back to direct the latest installment of his beloved franchise, it may be time to stop publishing think pieces about the power of, quote, cancel culture. Because if he can continue to find big bucks and and approbation in Hollywood, cancel culture simply, simply does not exist. Gibson's political beliefs are, as my father would say, somewhere to the right of Ramsey's. Check out... YouTube to see Gibson saluting Donald Trump at a UFC fight. He has said sexist things, yelled racist slurs, and that should have been enough for liberal Hollywood to cut him off. 
but his reported anti-Semitism has been more consistent, more open, and more egregious. The fact that this doesn't seem to bother Warner Brothers executives makes me wonder if to them, quote, Jews don't count, as the comic David Bedell posits in his book of the same name. Bedell, a British Jim, argues that polite society treats anti-Semitism as a semi-acceptable form of prejudice, and most maddening and confusing is that the anti-racist, progressive left often seems to tolerate and at times produce it. It breaks my heart to ponder how many Jews must have been part of the process that led to Warner Brothers' announcement. This might feel like a smaller matter if it didn't come at a moment when members of my tribe feel the walls closing in again. Jews were the victim in more than 50% of religious-based hate crimes last year. In recent years, we've witnessed the Tree of Life massacre in Pittsburgh, the murder at uh, the uh, Poe Synagogue in California, Jewish students harassed on college campuses, European anti-Semitism on the rise. These are the headlines that make us feel unsafe. Is this really a time to glorify a man like Mel Gibson? Yes, he has denied some of the stories of his anti-Semitism, like the time when Nona Ryder said he asked her if she was a, quote, Oh my God! I'm not even gonna. I, 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 I'm not even gonna say what he supposedly asked for Winona Ryder because it is quite possibly the most horrible thing I could think to say to a Jewish person. I ain't even gonna say it. Color me unconvinced. This is the man who directed and co-wrote *The Passion of the Christ*, a film that, in addition to earning Rotten Tomatoes' highest audience score for a film in Aramaic, Aramaic as of this writing, is also a gleeful attack on my people, portraying Jews as eager Christ killers, a libel that has been used as an excuse to torment and murder Jews for two millennia. Don't agree with my take on the film? Okay, let's look at Gibson's arrest record. In 2006. Gibson was pulled over on Malibu's Pacific Highway, Pacific Coast Highway and detained for drunk driving. In the back of the police car, Gibson reportedly went on an anti-Semitic tirade, prompted by his suspicion that his arresting officer was Jewish. Explicitive Jews, Gibson said. The Jews are responsible for all the wars in the world. Gibson later claimed that under the influence of alcohol, he had said things he didn't actually believe. But seriously... I myself once stood up at Nobu after a bit too much sake and announced, I wish I were taller. <laughs> if the police report doesn't move you, let's go to the tape. And uh, in 2010, recordings of voicemails and phone calls between Gibson and his then-girlfriend and mother of his child, uh, Oksana uh, Grigovia, were publicly released. I recognize that my argument that anti-Semitism is somehow singularly excusable is undermined by what these recordings show, which is that in addition to being a rabid anti-Semite, Gibson also has a deep malice toward women and people of color in his heart. Lowlights include Gibson telling Grigovia, uh, wow, that's a tough name, Grigovia, I'll get it right. And I again, if you get raped by... A, a terrible racial slur, it'll be your fault. And telling her to shut up and cursing her just uh, ceaselessly, it seems like. You get the idea. 
Let me remind you also that Gibson pleaded no contest to charge a domestic battery against her in 2011. How can Warner Brothers, a company founded by Jews, possibly consider hiring this man again? On its parent company's website, I found a very laudable inclusion policy. It reads in part, Warner Brothers Media is committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion as moral and business imperatives. It is essential that our workforce contend and creative partners reflect the diversity of our society and the world around us. Beautiful, really. But may I humbly suggest that in addition to a robust inclusion policy, Warner Brothers needs an equally robust exclusion policy. How about don't hire racist, anti-Semitic misogynists? Free advice. Avoid this trifecta. Do you want a triple threat? Don't hire Mel Gibson. Search for the next Donald O'Connor. And it's not just Warner Brothers. That's wearing the moral blinders. Earlier this year, it was announced that Gibson will star in a John Wick origin series for Stars and Lionsgate Television. How did this guy become such a hot ticket again? Is it just that memories of his hate speech have faded while Hollywood's recollection of his box office pool remains? It is inarguably true that the main targets of Gibson's prejudice are the Jews. But what boggles my mind is that Hollywood is also overlooking his profound misogyny and forays into anti-black racism. I wish anti-Jewish hatred alone were enough to get him cast into the wilderness. But hey, if it has to be because of his other prejudices, I'm okay with that. Let him take the hundreds of millions he's already earned in Hollywood and retire somewhere nice to contemplate his life choices. I hear the Judean hills are lovely this time of year. I write this knowing that it's more likely to lead to a boycott by Warner Brothers of Joshua Molina than of Mel Gibson. But if that's the result, so be it. I've had a nice career. Uh, Joshua Molina being, of course, the person who penned this article. It would be great if higher-profile executives, producers, and actors would also take a stand. Then I could believe in this cancel culture I keep reading so much about. And I could also believe that Jews do, in fact, count. And the again, Joshua Molina, who penned this article, is an actor known for his roles on Sports Night, The West Wing, Scandal, and The Big Bang Theory. There's some, some real winners amongst that lot there. He was executive producer of Bravo's Celebrity Poker Showdown and is a co-host with Rabbi Shara Strutman of uh, PRX's upcoming podcast, Chutzpod. I hope I pronounced that correctly. So, yeah, uh, there we hear from a... Uh, from uh, someone who is Jewish, and uh, they are not happy with Mel Gibson at all. I can't believe what he said to Winona Ryder. Like, I, I can't, I want, I want to say what he wrote. Newsweek also had an article. Mel Gibson's facing backlash once again for alleged anti-Semitic comments as actress Winona Ryder's opened up about him, calling her, and I, I'm not even, I can't say it. I just can't even bring myself to say it. I, look, I'm not Jewish myself, but I, I would never say this. I would never even say this out loud, much less to a, to a Jewish person. This is horrible. Goodness gracious. This article, see when was this Newsweek article published? Uh, yeah, a few years ago, 2020, uh, June 23rd of 2020. I guess Winona Ryder was in the news for her Stranger Things uh, uh, 
starring in Stranger Things series, and, and suppose that's how this topic come up. Ryder, who identifies as Jewish, recalled her run-in with the Braveheart star, explaining, We were at a crowded party with one of my good friends, and Mel Gibson was smoking a cigar. And we're all talking, and he said to my friend, uh, her friend who is gay, Oh, wait, am I going to get AIDS? Wow. And then something came up about Jews, and he said, Oh, and then says this horrible thing, Are you? Wow, Mel Gibson just... (laughs) Who would you... Who would even think, like, I, the people like this? I just, I just hate people like this. They, you know, like they're they're think they're big shots. Maybe they are big shots. You know, just mosey up to you and start just spout. I've seen this so many times. Look, I know as a as a police officer, we get a lot of hate too, and there's plenty of reasons to hate some police officers. I'll grant you that, but. Oftentimes, we're kind of in, especially in small towns, we're sort of minor celebrities in that everybody knows us. Everybody wants to tell their buddy, hey, I know this cop. We're friends. Whether it's true or not, they like to say it. And I've seen this many times over the years. You know, some, some hanger on or outsider butt up in the middle of, of a conversation going on and say something outraged, usually at some racial slur or something, so they can go tell their buddies, yeah, you know, they're they're just like us. They hate people just like, you know, and I have many times garnered complaints on myself for cutting a hellish promo on these people, embarrassing them in front of their buddies and stuff that they were showing out for, making them, belittling them, like, literally, if you come up butt up in the middle of one of my conversations and you come out with some racial slur, I promise you I will make you look as ignorant as you are. I will embarrass you. I will belittle you. I will make you feel about half an inch tall in front of your buddies, your mama, your daddy, whoever. I promise you, you will hate me for the rest of your life because I don't want to be friends with you anyway. I don't want you liking me. If that's how you choose to live your life and feel good. Go complain on me. What are you going to do? You're going to go to the, the, the lieutenant. You're going to go to the, the police chief. You're going to go to the mayor and say, uh, he talked ugly to me because I'm a racist. You know, so go file your complaint. I don't even care. Put put one in. You know, I'll, I'll eat your tears. I don't even care. So, you know, Gibson slithers up to, look, and there's plenty to, there's plenty negative to say about Winona Ryder too. You know, she went on a like a thieving spree out there in Holly, in Hollywood one time for who knows why. She's got issues of her own, but that does not in any way negate this. Uh, you know, to, to slide up and start just saying horrible things about people just to see if you can find somebody that's going to you know back you up. Uh, this reminds me of uh, the last time this happened to me. I was uh, talked about this on one of our other radio shows. My wife Tanya, who is, uh, does shows with me at uh, WhenItWasCool.com. dot com, we were uh, I was off duty. We were in a uh, grocery store, and we turned a curve, uh, turned a corner rather, and this old woman was standing there. It's like well in her seventies, I'm sure, and she starts in. She's standing there, and like oh, number one. I'm sorry, but I'm just not a people person. I'm just, I'm just not, you know, if I know you, 
that's great. If you know, if we can be friends, we can be buddies. You know, if we have a established relationship. But I don't want to just talk to random people in a grocery store. I'm sorry, I'm not extroverted like that. Uh, I don't, you know, I just don't want to hear it. So this woman's like, "You better buy all them things you can, cause all them." And then she uses a racial slur against the Latino people. And I love Latino people. I've traveled to Mexico many times. I love Latino culture. I'm a huge fan of Lucha Libre wrestling, uh, which is that. And to go along with my job, encouraged me to learn Spanish, so I'm semi-fluent in Spanish. And also, you, we're not off to a good start, this old woman. And I, and I don't want to be mean to old people, but she started this, not me. Because they're less letting them flood across the border and come in here. Like, this has nothing to do with the fact I'm trying to buy chicken at the Walmart, you know? Just, like, don't talk to me if you're an, if you're a fool. Um, you know, they, uh, there's an old saying, I don't suffer fools gladly. Well, I don't suffer fools gladly, and I would be the type of person to end up on the news for punching Mel Gibson square in the mush if he come up there, uh, you know, saddling up to me at a party with his anti-semitism and his racism it's just it's just ridiculous i mean you know i i understand you know you got to separate the art from the artist that some of the the worst people ever have anyway, anyway look I, i'm just getting infuriated here it's time to check out thank you very much for supporting us thank you very much for checking us out mel gibson rightfully deserves a spot on the 100 darkest moments in pop culture history maybe in you know maybe he'll get his act together one day i don't know i don't care uh just tune tune him out so thank you very much for for joining us we'll be back as we get very close to wrapping up this series at which point in time we're gonna take a turn do something new something different and something fun and I'll see you here again soon with another. We depend on Patreon support for our website and podcast network. In order to continue these podcasts you enjoy, we need you to visit whenitwascool.com and pledge at least $1. You'll gain access to lots of exclusive podcasts, newsletters, and more. Sign up is quick, simple, and can be canceled at any time. Whenitwascool.com and click any Patreon link. Thank you.